Welcome to Least of These, where I cover the cases that need it most because every life matters and everyone deserves justice. I'm your host, Leah D. Today, we'll be covering the disappearance of two-year-old Detrez Green, missing from Albany, Georgia. winter of 2017 was a shit show for Georgia residents. Between January 21st and January 23rd, a total of 81 tornadoes, yes, 81, ravaged the southeastern United States. Georgia was hit hardest with 42 confirmed tornadoes across the state. There were $1.3 billion in economic losses, 20 lives, five of which were in Albany. Needless to say, it was a very memorable winter and for all the wrong reasons. On January 22, 2017, an EF3 tornado struck the city of Albany with winds registering 150 miles per hour. It left a path of destruction four counties wide. This tornado was on the ground for more than an hour and traveled 70 miles. It was 1.25 miles wide at one point. The destruction was heartbreaking. Homes were split in half, roofs were torn off houses, trees mangled, and the debris everywhere. Mother Nature can be a real bitch. As devastating as the storms were, could that death toll be incorrect? Did this tornado claim the life of a two-year-old child whose body has never been found? Or was this storm used as the perfect alibi to cover up something way more sinister? In 2010, Kevion Green was a truck driver living in Ashburn, Georgia. He was 22, married, and had quite the history with police. According to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, several 911 calls were made accusing Green of domestic violence against his then-wife. Allegedly, Green beat his then-wife repeatedly and in one instance right in front of her children, ages 2 and 3. Green always denied, 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 and charges never stuck. It looks like Green's wife was able to escape the relationship, but within two years, there was someone else on his radar. In 2012, while Adija Rainey was still in high school and Kevion was 24 years old, they met and they fell in love. By October of that year, they were engaged and moving into a small trailer in Ashburn, but his zebra doesn't change his stripes and it didn't take long before Green was back to his old ways. On September 8, 2013, according to a police report obtained by AJC, a pregnant Rainey called 911 to report that she had been beaten. She tells police, I balled up in the kitchen floor hollering. Then he hit my head against the wooden pole, constantly, nonstop. Then he picked me up by the neck, choking me, feet dangling. Green was arrested and charged with battery, although he, of course, maintains his innocence and states, she lied and put marks on herself. They stay in an on-again, off-again relationship. Around 2013, they give birth to their first child together, a son, and move into a house on Pine Knot Road in Ashburn. Adija's aunt was a 911 operator for the county. She was already familiar with Kevion because she had answered calls in the past from Kevion's previous wife. 
She knew isolation was a huge part of domestic violence, and she became concerned when the family didn't see or hear from Rainy or the child very frequently at all. Several times, Adisha's aunt was so concerned, she dispatched officers to check on her niece's well-being. As far as we can tell, nothing ever came of it. Within a year of their first son being born, they welcomed a second son, Detrez Green. Detrez was born October 28, 2014. At this point, the isolation was on a whole nother level. Only a select few relatives of Kevion's have reported ever seeing Detrez. None of Rainey's family reports meeting him, and to this day, not one even has a single photo of this child. According to police reports obtained by AJC on November 2, 2014, when Detrez Green was only five days old, Adisha Rainey called her father in a panic, saying, If my baby daddy don't stop beating me, I'm going to shoot him. Her father called police, who responded, but there was no answer at the door. The SWAT team was called in, and a two-hour standoff ensued. Eventually, Kevion Green emerged from the house and was immediately taken into custody. Unfortunately, when it came time for Green to stand justice, Rainey retracted her statements and told law enforcement that everything was fine, that nothing had happened. Green was released and faced no charges. The police do what they can and they notify child services of the standoff, but ultimately nothing came of it. The Treads and his older brother remained in the home despite the repeated claims of domestic violence and the police standoff. I think it's important to note here that Green's own sister told cops she had witnessed her brother pull a gun on Rainey multiple times. But again, nothing was done. At some point in 2016, Rainey gives birth to their third child, a baby girl, and in November of 2016, the family moves to Piney Woods Mobile Home Park in Albany, Georgia. It's a small, shaded little mobile home park right off Highway 82, with only 15 mobile homes in the entire park. All in all, it's a relatively quiet place. The homes are quite close together and neighbors tend to know one another. However, despite this close-knit community, multiple neighbors report not even knowing Rainy and Green had children. And this is where those tornadoes come in. On January 22nd, 2017 at 3.15 p.m. 3.15 p.m. Remember that. It's going to be important later. That EF3 tornado touched down at Piney Woods Mobile Home Park. Multiple warnings and watches were issued throughout the day, and an officer even drove into the park and ran his siren to give everyone a final warning that this beast of a tornado was coming. Debris went flying, trees snapped in half, and roofs were lifted off of the mobile homes and sucked into the tornado. This was a powerhouse of a storm. The tornado rolls on out of Doherty County in Piney Woods. Residents of the mobile home park start coming outside to assess the damage. Two neighbors start going door-to-door checking on folks. They come across lot number eight, where Kevion Green and another male are standing out front. They ask them if everything is okay, and ever so nonchalantly, one of the two kind of mentions that there's an infant trapped in the back room. Hold on. An infant trapped? Why aren't you back there getting to this baby? The neighbor reports that there was no sense of desperation in their voices or demeanor, and it's as if they were more interested in discussing anything other than this infant child trapped in a back room. But these neighbors were worried about this baby, and they immediately sprang into action. 
They run around the trailer towards where they've been directed. One calls out to the little girl and she begins to cry. They narrow down where the sound is coming from and luckily there's already a small hole in the side of the trailer. They start tearing away at the siding and the insulation, making the hole large enough for them to reach in. One of them is tearing away. The other is grabbing the chunks and tossing them out of the way. They get to the baby girl. She is crying, but otherwise seems unharmed. It's an absolute miracle. A dresser had fallen over in such a way that it wound up protecting her from the debris that fell. Thank you, Jesus. The guys hand Baby over to Rainy, who has suddenly appeared seemingly out of nowhere. Being the men of action that they are, they ask her if she needs any further assistance. And the answer is no. They thank the men for rescuing the infant child, and they express that they're all good. They don't mention that any other children are missing. They don't mention Detrez at all. The men go on about their business, you know, doing what great men do and assisting other victims. Let me tell you, if anyone had mentioned a child was unaccounted for, a search would have started right then and there. These neighbors are the neighbors that we all need. These guys would not have just moved on to the next house knowing that a child had just been ripped away by a freaking tornado. I always look for the hero in the midst of the nightmare. And well, here they are. They didn't know this family prior. They didn't even know each other, but they didn't hesitate to get right in there and help. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Back to the nightmare. The damage is devastating. There is an oak tree splitting the green rainy home. Homes all around the neighborhood are severely damaged. Huge trees are down. Neighbors are checking on neighbors. First responders are starting to show up to assist storm victims. And what is Kevion Green doing? According to witnesses, he seems more concerned with the damage to his vehicles than for the safety of his family. I mean, hell, he isn't frantic over the infant trapped. Seemingly nothing can faze the guy, right? Wrong. He's just now realizing that his powder blue pickup truck is another casualty of the tornado. Now he seems upset. This is new information and he's processing it as such, you know, distressed and shocked. One of the two neighbors sees Green two to three times after the rescue of the infant child, and Green still doesn't mention the need for any kind of help. According to this neighbor, at some point, Green and Rainy emerge from their trailer again, only this time in a fresh new change of clothes, because who doesn't want to look fly for the search and rescue crews? At some point, right after the tornado, Rainy and Green call Rainy's aunt. The aunt reports to AJC. Nobody said anything about a kid was missing. They said they were fine. The Green Rainy Clan pack it on up and go to a relative's home because, well, according to NBC News, they don't have power and there is a tree in the middle of their home. At 8.10 that evening, almost five hours after the tornado hit and after one child is rescued by strangers, a call is finally placed to the police to report Detrez missing from the relative's home. 
Not a single mention was previously made about Detrez being missing. Not to the men who saved their daughter. No panic from Green, who was devastated by the damage to his truck. It isn't until they show up to a family member's house that there's any mention of Detrez being missing. Did they show up with two kids and this family member mentioned? Isn't there supposed to be three? I mean, loading three young children into a car is a feat in and of itself. Certainly at that point they'd realize they're packing up one less child and that's completely disregarding the obvious that anyone would be trying to locate all of their children after a tornado ravaged their home it's then that the stories begin to emerge According to reports by NBC News, Rainey told a reporter that during the tornado, her middle son, Detrez, slipped away from her arms right as the storm hit. But she continues on to say that she last saw her son, Detrez, walking through the kitchen and towards the back door of their mobile home. Which is it, though? Did he slip out of your arms and into the tornado? Or did you last see him walking towards the back door in the middle of your home? Because it can't be both, can it? However, a third possibility enters. According to his brother, Green and Rainey weren't preparing. They weren't hunkering down and bracing for impact. No, Green was watching TV. Detrez was playing with a remote control car by the back door. And Rainey and the other two children were somewhere else in the home. So was he walking, playing, or in your arms? Let's go ahead with the story that has been repeated most frequently in reports on this case. That the storm is raging. Little Detrez was near the kitchen door. The kitchen door flies open at the same time a tree crashes on the house, splitting the trailer and leaving Detrez on one side and the rest of the family on the other. Kevion claims that Rainey goes to grab Detrez, but he throws her to the ground because he was afraid she'd get hurt. It's dark. The winds are still howling, but now Green and Rainey hunker down while their child is near an open kitchen door with an EF3 tornado raging outside. Green's brother claims, it snatched my nephew out of the trailer. No matter which of the stories you go with, the ending is the same. Green and Rainey claim Little Detrez was taken up by a tornado, yet they waited nearly five hours to report their child missing. Why? Law enforcement and first responders and badass neighbors were already in the area helping other storm victims. Minutes after the storm, you could have screamed and chances are good a first responder would have shown up like Batman. Once again, why? Once law enforcement is finally notified that a child is missing, the official search for Detrez Green begins. Only moments after that 911 call is made. The search is on, and when I say on, I mean on. This is the dream response. This is the A-team. We're talking local police, GBI, Georgia State Patrol, local fire departments, Georgia Department of Corrections, Georgia Search and Rescue, Georgia DNR, Gemma, canines, helicopters, heavy equipment, draining ponds, sifting through debris. They search through the night, but find nothing. By the following morning, the entire neighborhood notices an even more increased police presence, and they are shocked to learn that a child is missing. The two hero neighbors are even more blown away when they find out the child is missing from lot number eight. You know, the one they've rescued his daughter while his bitch ass stood out front. And one of the two has either made contact or observed Green at least three times, and he had made absolutely no mention of a missing child. I reached out to one of the neighbors, and in the neighbor's own words, had I known that baby was missing, I would have been looking for that child like he was mine. 
There was a true, beautiful, and all at the same time heartbreaking conviction in his voice as he speaks. Even after all this time, the disappearance of little Detrez Green still rocks his very core. According to the neighbor, an investigator comes by to speak with the parents of little Detrez, but they're nowhere to be found. The neighbor recalls that he had heard they were some 40 minutes away in Ashburn. Makes sense with what we know about the 911 call being placed from a relative's home. Kevion Green has family in Ashburn. After mistaking the neighbor for Green and speaking to the officer, he recalls the investigator being frustrated with the fact that the Green Rainy clan are not there to assist in the search for their son. They had simply made the call and left it at that. The police were frantically searching for this child. Resources were still pouring in, but Detrez's parents? Chilling in Ashburn? At some point later that day, they do show up back at the mobile home park. A neighbor recalls seeing Green get upset when he sees the dynamic duo who assisted in the rescue of the infant together and talking to police. There's the real Kevion Green making an appearance. He is reportedly losing his shit over the fact that everyone is talking and he's making it pretty obvious. What's he so afraid of them disclosing? The fact that during all this time and all of these encounters, not once did Green mention his missing two-year-old to his neighbors? Nah, couldn't be that. Surely now that local law enforcement, the neighbors, GSP, the GBI, CNN, Georgia DNR, the local media, the gingerbread man, and everyone in between are aware that Detrez is missing, his parents will provide a photograph, description, DNA, call up the entire family and everyone they've ever known to come and help search, beg the media for coverage, comply in every way, shape, and form, and desperately join the search for their missing child, right? wrong. They do none of these things. Sure, Green does a little interview for CNN. I'll keep my comments on that to myself and let you be the judge. I'll post Green's CNN interview on my Instagram and Facebook. But Rainey, Detrez's mother, I've yet to come across any article or news clip where she pleads for her child. And I've dug deep. To this very day, not a single photograph of this beautiful baby boy has ever, and by ever, I mean ever, in four years been provided to Detrez's parents to aid in his search. Not to the media, not to local police, not even to the GBI. Why, you ask? Mom blames a lost cell phone that also went missing in the storm. But no one else has a photo to give police either. There were none on social media, and no family members had even so much as a photo of Detrez in the background to provide to police. If they found him, they wouldn't even know it was him. Let's unpack that for a moment. It's 2017, and everyone, and I mean everyone, has social media. I'm looking at you, double OG, triple Tata Head, aka Kevion Green. I see you. You had a damn Facebook then and you got one now. I see you're capable of selfies, but no photos of your two-year-old. If you're a parent, an auntie, uncle, grandparent, just have a child in your life that you love. Do you have photos of your young loved ones? So many developmental milestones are achieved in those first two years of life. So many changes take place. I mean, think about it. You bring home the seven pound little bundle of baby fluff that can't even hold its own head up. And by the age of two, baby fluff has morphed into tiny toddler and is literally a walking, talking comedy show. You document that by taking an offensive amount of pictures and send those out to your family and friends while you litter your own social media with them. First steps were taken, first words said, but yet we have no evidence of this. Once again, not a single photo. 
Why? Knowing Green's history of domestic violence, is it possible this child was so abused that photographs were not taken in order to hide the evidence? Is it because he was so neglected, nobody gave two shits to take 0.5 seconds of their day to capture his smile, to document any evidence of his existence? The last time anyone outside of the Green Rainy immediate family can verify baby Dietrez was even alive is from the police report when he was five days old. How long had Detrez Green really been missing? Is that why photographs don't exist? On January 27th, after an exhaustive and extensive six-day search, it's called off. With not a trace of Detrez, no body, no clothing, absolutely nothing found. The GBI and Doherty County Police take over the case. And as you can imagine, it seems they already have their doubts in the validity of the parent's story. And so does Rainey's family. According to AJC, two of Rainey's aunts confronted their niece about what happened to Detrez on a video chat. Rainey wouldn't even look them in the eye while she was explaining the last moments with her son during the tornado. Don't lie, one aunt said. It was at that point when Adisha Rainey started to cry. On January 31st, 2014, WALB reports the GBI conducts a search at Dietrez's former home on Pine Knot in Ashburn. You know, the one they had moved out of months before the storm. Neighbors report seeing officials digging through the backyard. Nothing is reportedly found, or at least nothing local law enforcement is willing to speak about. Another house in Perry, Georgia, was also searched where the Green Rainy family very briefly lived after leaving Ashburn and before moving into Piney Woods Estates in Albany. Child Protective Services steps in and finally removes the other two children from the home. And while publicly no reason is given, I think we have a few guesses as to why. On March 2nd, 2017, Kevion's brother uploads a video to his YouTube account in which he informs everyone that he wasn't lying about calling out, man. I'm like trying to find my nephew. There's no desperation. They're literally talking about a microwave and chips. I'll also link this video on both my Instagram and Facebook, just in case you'd like to witness that train wreck yourself. You can see Green in the background talking with his cousin about a microwave and watch as Green's brother retrieves a bag of chips. You can't make this shit up, folks. Over 10 months pass with nothing new to report on Detrez. No public pleas from the parents. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. On November 27, 2017, WALB interviews an investigator on the case, and I quote, Whatever has occurred with this child, whether it be negligence, criminal, or unintentional, this was the perfect storm to explain why the child was not among us today. That's just the way I look at it. Doherty County Police Captain Tom Jackson. The police don't buy the tornado story. The neighbors, even family members on both sides don't buy it, except maybe Kevion's brother. And frankly, I don't buy it either. On November 5th, 2020, another article was published by WALB, marking what should have been Detrez's sixth birthday, in which Willie Rainey, the great-grandfather of Detrez Green, grandfather of Adesia Rainey, expressed his disbelief in his granddaughter's story and called for anyone with information to come forward. Me and my wife will talk, and we often wonder still today what happened with our grandbaby, Rainey said. He hopes his granddaughter will find it in her heart to tell somebody what has happened. Heartbreaking. There are so many unknowns in this case. We don't know what this child looks like. We don't know his age when whatever truly happened to him happened. We don't know if a crime was committed against this child in Ashburn or in Albany. 
we don't know where possible evidence might be. But here's what we do know. Kevion Green was a truck driver. We can confirm Detrez was alive until he was at least six days old. He's a black male and would have been between the ages of six days to two years old at the time of his disappearance. The family had a residence in Ashburn, lived in Perry briefly, and a residence in Albany. Kevion Green has a history of domestic violence, and Adija Rainey has a history of covering up said domestic violence. And most importantly, Detrez Green deserves to be found. He deserves justice. This child didn't just walk away, and no one seems to believe that he was simply snatched up by a tornado. His life matters. What happened to him matters. Justice absolutely matters. If you have any information on the disappearance of Detrez Green, and by any information, I do mean any. Perhaps you knew the family and you have a photograph with Detrez somewhere in the background. You were at a restaurant and you inadvertently snapped a photo and you've come to realize that photo is of Detrez Green. You were a truck driver and you've seen Kevion and something was just off. You're aware of a baby doe being found that could match the description and possible age range of Detrez Green. Any information at all, please call the Doherty County Police Department at 229-430-6600, the GBI's regional office in Sylvester at 229-777-2080, or Crime Stoppers at 229-436-TIPS. Callers can always remain anonymous. You can also message my page, send a smoke signal, whatever means you are most comfortable with, please reach out. An anonymous tip box will be linked to Detrez's story on my Facebook and Instagram, as well as the article from AJC, a timeline by WALB, the CNN interview, and of course, that YouTube video. It is beyond time for Detrez to be found. It's beyond time for answers. It's beyond time for justice. This is an innocent child we're talking about here. His life, no matter how short, matters. Detrez Green matters. What happened to this baby absolutely matters. Do the right thing. Shout out to Emily Forrester at WALB for her excellent reporting on this case. To the two neighbors who not only acted bravely that day, but also bravely spoke truth. Thank you for giving Detrez Green a voice. Derek at Missing Persons Cases Network and the Heather Ashley and Kyle at Big Mad True Crime for believing in me and helping me with this very first episode. And last but certainly not least, Joe Amaro Perez at Sickly Tower Music for that amazing original theme song. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. If you know something, say something. Until next time, be good to each other.